episode 58. Am I correct in saying that? Yes. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... Antoinette Allen. Of Go Do Likewise. And we are Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because... They matter. Real Church Matters. How are you, Antoinette? I'm good. Doing good? That's what I like to hear. It's a little chilly outside. It's a little chilly. (laughs) But it's nice and warm in here. Think positive. You gotta imagine it's warm. You gotta imagine it to be so. (laughs) With that being said, lead us into housekeeping. Sure. Uh, You can check us out at our website, which is realchurchmatters.com, where you can find access to our uh, SoundCloud, to our um, Facebook and Twitter. Um, You can follow us, like us, share us, all of that good stuff. On social media, of course, it's Real Church Matters. On uh, Instagram, on Twitter, it's Real Church MTTRS. And on Facebook, you can search Real Church Matters, or you can go facebook.com forward slash Real Church Matters or fb.me forward slash Real Church Matters. One thing that's on our site that I'm very, very proud of is a link to my favorite blog, Go Do Likewise. You can read any of my articles at likewiselife.com and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Go Do Likewise. Been some awesome ones. We're recording this on Monday, and this morning you released another Encouragement Monday. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet. It's very powerful already. Now I read it four times, and I'll probably read it more throughout the week. I love reading things over and over. I get more insight into it. Um, What else? Patreon. Patreon, yep. Uh, For any of our patrons, if you would like to support us financially, um, you can donate as low as a dollar per month. You can go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-E-R-O-N. Dot com forward slash real church matters and you can support us um if you do you get access to our uh channel our extended cut a little more matters um and you also if you give ten dollars or more you get a free t-shirt so absolutely check us out and we use all of the the money that we receive to make a better product and to get better things to give to you guys and we have something in the works that's coming very very soon also If you would like a t-shirt or a hat, just a symbol or things that you can wear your faith on your sleeve, they're available via the website as well. As as always, it's realchurchmatters.com. And if you have any questions, ask me at realchurchmatters.com. That's the email. Ask me at realchurchmatters.com. That's it. Does it? So as always... It's obedience over audience, but since we have an audience, let's be obedient and get to it. <laughs> you add a spin on it every time. Yeah, just want to keep people on their toes. <laughs> but this week, episode 58 is about keeping your eyes on the prize. Yes. Claiming your prize. This week's podcast is all about heaven. All about heaven. So it sounds crazy to say heaven is open to everyone, but it is. You know, a lot of people don't look at it that way. Christians love to be territorial when it comes to heaven. 
All of us say we want to be there, but what we don't realize is everyone has access to it. Everyone can claim heaven. When you look at it this way, you'll realize that hell is just filled with people who didn't want to go through the trouble of claiming the prize of heaven. Mm-hmm. I want heaven to be my home, just like Paul did. So for me, all of this has to be taught in the right way so that people understand that they've received salvation. And if they haven't, salvation is available to them. And salvation's availability gives us access to heaven. But heaven is not mine until I've claimed my prize. Yeah, and I think what's interesting about it is like a lot of people will hear you say this and we think often about how God can, you know, give us things while we're here on this earth and bless us here. But we lose sight of what the ultimate, you know, goal is, what the what's, what's at the end of the finish line. And it's good to... You know, you re- need that reset reminder. your focus. Yeah. You need that reminder because I realized that as I'm dealing with Christians and I deal with them on a daily basis, most of the people that I deal with on an everyday basis are people who have some connection with God, either on the surface or they're just full bore in it. And what I think that most of them, no matter where they are in their walk with Christ, one thing that they struggle with is their realization of heaven because at the end of the day, We don't like thinking about heaven too much because thinking about it too much leads us to thinking about death. Mm -hmm. It just does. It scares you, yeah. Yeah. And in that process, I think that if we thought more about heaven, which means thinking more about death, we would operate in our lives in a greater capacity. Definitely. It would have more of an urgency to the, to being obedient. Like it, it, it'll change the way you operate. I fully believe the reason we have a lot of singles just sitting around talking about being married is because their mind is not on heaven. No. The reason we have a lot of people who are caught up in vices and various things that hinder them in their walk with Christ is the fact that they're thinking about Christ purely on the living level but never thinking about being with him yes, or going through what he went through to get to where he is. Mm-hmm. If we thought more about that, if heaven was on our mind, death would be on our mind more. And guess what? We might just die to self. It's true. We might just put to death the things that are waging war within us because that is the way you make it to heaven. Amen. But when you just got life on your mind, guess what happens? Life does. Yeah. And it's like Christianity is no more than just like an enhancement, like a nice little accessory you add onto your life. It's not yeah. like a a weighty thing it's for you. It's a cool you. thing to kind of balance my mind out. Right. Get my chi right. Mm-hmm. Give me a little feng shui to the disorienting nature of my own mind. Mm-hmm. That's the way people perceive religion as a, a form of discipline yeah and like taking up yoga or taking up martial arts or how chris rock said in the special i think he said like it's like salt a little bit of it is good but too much is is makes the food bad yeah. something like that but yeah, it, it makes it that. hard to enjoy life when you get too much god mm-hmm. you just need enough to just add a little spice to life yeah but that's not the way that Christ approached it, and that's not the way Paul approached it. And so we see that in Philippians 3, verse 12 through 15, he says, 
not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of, Christ Jesus. Brethren, I consider or count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before in front of me, Mm-hmm. I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal it even unto you. Mm-hmm. So we'll there. take it and break it down. Number one, there's two words that you guys should be understanding of is attained and apprehended. Attained means obtained. Attain means to obtain or receive something. Mm -hmm. So Paul is talking and he's explaining to these guys that he hasn't attained perfection. He hasn't attained heaven. And we learn that because in verse 10 of this passage, verse 10 and 11, he says that I may know him. In the power of my of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto death by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. So he's letting them know I have yet to attain the resurrection of the dead. I'm not in heaven, nor have I attained perfection in this very body. But there's one thing I follow after. Mm hmm. And we're all where he is. I'm not in heaven yet. I could say I'm saved. I could say I'm a Christian. I could say I'm going to heaven. But are you in heaven for us? No. no. So since you're not, you're not, you haven't attained perfection. the perfection that you're seeking. Mm-hmm. Attain the perfection that we say we're seeking. Mm-hmm. See, when I say things like I want to go to heaven, that means that that should be where I'm seeking. Mm-hmm. People say that all the time. They say, uh, all I know is I want to go to heaven. Or you guys, a Christian, say you going to heaven? People everybody to, will say it. Everybody yeah. does it. Mm-hmm. If I asked you right now, Antoinette, you going to heaven? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Hope so, <laughs> yeah. But there isn't no hope so to it. Yeah. It's a no so. Mm-hmm. How do we know so? Because that's where I'm headed. Yep. If I'm driving home and you call me and say, you going home? I'm saying yes. Why? Because I'm going home. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm headed. It's a guarantee to me because of where I'm headed. A Christian can't be headed in their own desires and honestly answer the question of are you going to heaven? Mm -hmm. You can't be chasing your lusts and honestly say you're going to heaven. You can't. So he says, I'm not perfect in that way, nor are we perfect in a sense that I'm righteous for us right now. Because a lot of people look at it and say, well, you know, we're, we're supposed to be seeking perfection. And he said, no, I don't even have perfection in my body. No, it's not possible. It's not possible for me to be perfect in this body. Mm-hmm. But I am moving towards perfection. Yes. That's why he says but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of. So let's just take a breath. Yeah. 
And it's interesting too how perfect and perfection work together because perfection is the process of becoming perfect. And that's what he's saying. Like we're on the journey to perfection, which will lead us to Absolutely. being perfect. So which is we heaven. have to all ask ourselves this question, Antoinette. Are we perfect in our intention? Because if we're not perfect in our intention, we will not reach our destination. Yeah, that's true. You're going to make the wrong turns. You're going to... Let's be honest. Yeah. You said it in your your blog post today. You said there's a ton of distractions. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of things that consume our minds. And because they consume our minds, what are they begging for? Attention. Attention. What do we give them? Attention. If you didn't, and this is where people got to be honest with themselves, if you did not give those things the attention they want, they would die. <laughs> no, yep. It's true. They would die. Mm-hmm. I said it in a podcast. I mean, I said it in a message on Sunday. It's simple. The simplicity of Christ goes like this. You love him, seek him, serve him. You don't, don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I said, it's simple. The, the things that you say are distractions. I, I told him, I said, it's, it's very easy. Put your clothes back on. Delete them from your phone. Pick your pants back up. Pick your pants back up. <laughs> delete them from your life. There's a thing that we have to do that we are refusing to do. Yeah, because we're not honest about our intention. Like not honest. We like to flirt with things. Mm-hmm. We like to float through things. Yes, we, we're floaters. We're worried about missing out on something. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna miss out on heaven. Heaven. Amen. Because you're in a in a situation where you still we gotta be honest as Christians, we're still putting ourselves in atmospheres where we're paying attention to what people have and what we don't. Mm. And if you really, really understood what being a Christian is, then you would be concerned about one thing, and that's heaven. Sure. I think you said it in the last podcast or you said it during the message, like you can't chase two things. You can only chase one thing. Like it's it's really that simple. You can't chase one thing. And I said it in pertaining to this. Oh, you did say it in the And so he says in 1 Corinthians 9, 24, he says, Know ye not that which run in a race run all, but only one receives the prize. So run that ye may obtain it. Paul's response to not being perfect and not receiving resurrection and not being in heaven yet wasn't to just sit there and say, well, the good work that Jesus began, he going to finish on the day of Jesus Christ and he going to crack the sky and I'm going up there, my mom, my grandma. No, he said his response was to act. Mm -hmm. His response was to run. You want heaven, you have to run towards it. And as Antoinette so perfectly said, you can't chase two things. You can't run towards heaven and run towards this life. You can't. You're always going to be leaving one or the other behind. See, for some of the slaves who were captured in Africa, forget Wakanda for a second, folks, because some of y'all won't even see heaven let alone Wakanda. But in real Africa, these slaves were captured. 
Now, on this travel called the Middle, Middle Passage, Passage. Mm-hmm. to make it to America mm-hmm. so they could be slaves. Some of these slaves already knew they were slaves, having never picked a day of cotton yet. They knew where they were headed wasn't where they wanted to go. Mm -hmm. So they jumped to their deaths because they would rather die free than live a slave. That's the mentality of the believer. Mm. The mentality of the believer is that they're so concerned with the destination that the intention of their hearts reflects it. Mm. Yeah. Some people was on that boat saying, it might not be that bad. That's true. We're not convinced, convinced enough, yeah. Jump with me. No, I mean, I don't know what's there yet. Yeah, I got to see first. I have to I've see. heard things, but we don't really know. I've heard rumblings. You know, some people say it's not that bad. Whatever it is, it's nowhere near what I want for my wow. life. Mm. See, the believer has this conviction that is reflected in their intention. Mm. And so I can tell where they're headed because I can see where they're going. I don't have to ask you, are you going to heaven? I can tell where you're going. Mm-hmm. Because when that boat is headed somewhere other than you, you jumping. Jump. That's right. Even if it costs you your life. Mm. See, even if I never get a marriage, never get a spouse, Never have the things that people consider to be worth something here. Mm -hmm. I'm not settling for anything short of heaven. Amen. This is reckless talk for the reckless Christian. (laughs) Not the one that wants to play it safe Mm -hmm. and make sure things are good down here. And hopefully things are good up there. I want to secure what's happening up there. And whatever happens down here, all of it be damned. Amen. That's the reality. And that's the intensity in which the Christian has to operate from. Yes. You have to be totally disconnected. Like, you, you just have to. What I just said sounds extra. But if you're going to win the prize, you got to be extra. See, we laugh at the person who's studying all night, but they are running to win the prize. Mm -hmm. We laugh at the person who don't party. As Kanye said, say, I made five beats a day for three summers. That's a different world. Do you (laughs) understand? Yeah, it's a different (laughs) world. When you live in a different world, you receive something the other people can't. Mm -hmm. Because they don't get it. They, They don't see it. They don't get it. They don't see it. No different than every champion you've ever seen in any respective field. Mm -hmm. Every successful person you've ever seen in any respective field. They've divorced themselves from this life. Totally. Yeah. To another life. Mm -hmm. Did some have yet to even encapsulate in their minds until they've manifested it. Mm -hmm. But the believer, we've chickened out. Yeah. We don't want to dedicate that time, that effort, that drive, that intensity. We get offended on the little things that people consider us weird or different for, but those are just small things. Like, we haven't even fully... Haven't even. 
That's why I, I'm like, God has put me in a place. He's like, Forrest, you got to give up living like them because they live a certain way in sin. Mm-hmm. He said, we, they were, Adam and Eve were clothed in sin, but they was naked in God. Mm-hmm. Are, do you willing, are you willing to be naked and afraid? Are you willing to be exposed and vulnerable? Are you willing to go without so that you can have something within? Mm-hmm. That wasn't me before. I'd rather go with emptiness mm-hmm. and have the things of this world than to pass them up and have something greater down inside. Yeah. It's like, what's the, really the illusion here? I feel like we too often we think heaven and God and all that stuff is the illusion when it's really this earth. Yeah. Like it's really the things of this earth. That, that's, that's what's funny that's to That's not me. real. People say they are figments of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But what is the figment of your imagination? Mm. Okay, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that, Mr. Know-it-all, Mrs. Know-it-all. Heaven is a figment of forces imagination. What is the figment of yours? <laughs> and let's compare them. The figment of yours is wealth that you'll barely obtain. The figment of yours is flesh of other people. Mm-hmm. The figment of yours is lust and desire. <laughs> That all ends when you die. It all ends when you die. You unpredictably die. You don't even know when. Yeah. Let's weigh imaginations. Mm, that's true. Let's weigh them. Because I'm telling you, eternity sounds like it goes a lot longer than four and a half inches. <laughs> Hello? Is this thing on? Eternity goes a lot deeper than a cervix. Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's 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 be real. Let's be real about whether the interest, because the interests allow us to know what your intention is. And when we know your intention, we know you give attention to that thing. Mm. And whatever you give attention to, that's the way that you're headed. Yes. And that destination is not heaven. When you have heaven on your mind, you're moving in a way in which one might receive heaven. Mm-hmm. See, we should run. Better yet, we should live our lives chasing after heaven. While everyone is living life in one way or the other, 1 Corinthians 9.24 shows us we must live it or run it in a way that gains us the prize of heaven. If I had to give y'all questions to ask yourself, you need to ask yourself, with all the living that I'm doing, with all the running that I'm doing, am I headed towards heaven? With all the things I've done with my hands today, y'all should look at your hands. With all the things I've done with my hands today, did I bring myself a little closer to heaven? With all the things I said in my mouth today, did I bring myself a little closer to heaven? All the things that I thought, and allowed to permeate and grow and exalt itself in my mind. How many of those things brought me a little closer to heaven? Not on a surface level, like the people of Babel. Did a lot to To get get to heaven. Physically, yeah. In a physical manifestation, in a way where God looked and said, geez, y'all looking real crazy out here Mm -hmm. because you can't really reach me that way. Mm Mm-hmm. 
He can't. It was remarkable, but pathetic at the same time. <laughs> he knew that these people. That's a whole nother thing. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm just. Well, I'm just. Because some people you just look at like that's remarkable. Like they really know all that word. They really can preach all that stuff, but building are a, nowhere close to God. Building the actual ladder of righteousness to heaven. And God said to those people, they'll say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do all of this? And he'll say, I don't know you. Because the way that you get to heaven is through Christ in the way Christ did, by the fellowship of his suffering Mm -hmm. and the power of his resurrection. There's no way to heaven without dying. Here's the thing. And this is why we we need to confound our language. God confound our language because we talk too much and we know too much. And we have a universal language of sin and lust. Wow. Confound our language. He said the simple things, the foolish things, confound the wise. Confound us, Lord. Why? Because we want to make it to heaven any way other than death. Yep. The people of Babel were willing to do anything to get to heaven other than Duh. die. My believers, my friends, my podcasters is listening. Y'all willing to do anything to get to heaven but die. We're not even talking about physical death. We talk about dying to yourself. You willing to do anything but die. See, the person who is winning the championship has killed themselves. Mm. You want to party? No. I do, but I don't. I gave that guy up. You're going to be in the Marines. You're going to be in the Army. You're going to be an Army Ranger. Those high levels of proficiency involve an immersion that many are not willing to give up. That's why when those guys come back and try to live civilian lives, it's hard for them to connect to the civilian way. Mm-hmm. When they had to give up so much of their mind to prepare to be successful or they die on the field. Mm. See, Paul is chasing to get the very reason he's been guiding. Now, let's talk about that for a second. So when we talk about apprehended, apprehended means to make something one's own. To possess. To possess it. And so Paul says, I am trying to possess the thing for which the reason Christ possessed me. So why did Christ possess him? The same wheezy reason, I said same wheezy, the same <laughs> reason he possessed us. That he came and got us. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in it shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He said, I am pursuing eternal life. Why? Because that's the reason Jesus came and got me. Amen. I'm trying to get heaven because heaven's the reason Jesus got me. 
I'm trying to get heaven because heaven is the reason Jesus came and got me. Mm-hmm. He didn't come get us for nice cars. Yeah. He didn't come well, get for, us for, for nice for houses. For this to be our heaven. Like we focus on this, trying to make this our heaven and it's, it, that's not what he came for. Say it one more time. We focus on trying to make earth our heaven, our lives heaven, and not what Jesus actually meant. That's not what Jesus meant. He didn't die for us to make heaven on earth. Yeah. He died for us to live out heaven on earth on our way to heaven. Yes. You can't turn a hoe into a housewife, and you can't turn this earth into heaven. Amen. So we need to stop. <laughs> a lot stop of people trying. Are, they've already divorced the reality of heaven and are sold on making heaven a reality on earth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live my best life. All that language. Okay. Live your, go ahead and live your best life. That's as good as it's going to get. That's why when you see them talk about things, they talk about it in a way that we talk about God. Mm-hmm. When you see them fantasize and focus and give themselves over to things, they give themselves over to it religiously. Yes. Like we do heaven. Mm-hmm. Like we should heaven. Why? Because there is a worshiping mechanism in humans, a desire to make and understand something to be heaven. Something to be euphoria. Yeah. Or something to have reason, like to, to be grounded and have... A destination. Mm-hmm. And we constantly create these destinations on earth. We do. But we never think of setting our destinations across planes of existence. That's true. That's when it gets spooky. Yeah, because we start <laughs> talking about stuff. We talk about it in the context of before I die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I got a bucket list, you know, so certain things I, I want to travel, do before I, gotta, I die. Mm-hmm. Get it, you don't even know when you'll die. No. So you can't even set out a timetable for this bucket list. You could die right in the bucket list. You'd be like, you can be, be you. in the bucket and watch God <laughs> kick the bucket. <laughs> the, we're missing it. We are. We're missing it. See, we have to understand that the reason Paul said that he is chasing this thing is because he was captured. And the reason I chase heaven is because I've been captured. Amen. A lot of people don't understand that. They still in the phase where they think that they're the alpha in the relationship. Right. That they came and chose Jesus. You know how guys are? They want, they, no matter how it played out, they want to make it like they chose you. Mm-hmm. You know, one day, you know, I hit you up. And if I ain't hit you up, you know, it just wouldn't even go down like that. This went down like that because, you know, I chose you. Mm-hmm. And women with the silliness that they are, they play it out that way. They only deal with guys. He chose me. They only deal <laughs> with that which pursues them. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. It's not about the ones that pursue. It's about the ones that possess. Mm. That's a whole nother thing It's a whole nother thing It's <laughs> a whole nother thing A lot of guys are willing to pursue A lot of them ain't willing to possess But I want you to talk more about um, being captured like Absolutely 
Jesus captured Paul. Mm-hmm. Acts 9, 5 through 6, we have Paul walking on the road to Damascus, and he's knocked off his horse. And he says, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutes. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise, go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must, must Mm -hmm. do. See, the reason we call Paul an apostle, because apostle means sent by Christ, Mm -hmm. follower of Christ, is because he had an experience with Christ himself. This was a phenomena because Christ didn't appear to many people other than the disciples. But he appeared to Paul, blinded him, told him, get up. He said, you persecuted me. You were living life in vain. That's what it means by kicking against the pricks. Mm -hmm. You were living life in vain. You were putting so much effort towards something that gave you nothing in return. Yeah, that goes to what we were saying earlier about when you're chasing your own desires, chasing your own. Paul had a destination. Mm-hmm. But as a devout Jew, but God changed his destination. He rerouted him. Mm-hmm. That's what he does when he possesses us. He yes. reroutes us. Amen. Our hearts. He sets our hearts on a trajectory to heaven. Amen. Where our trajectory was much lower and was focused on something in this life. He set our sights higher. Mm. That's what it means when he possessed us. When I look at this story, I see myself now. I see Jesus appeared to me. He blinded me. He knocked me off my high horse. Mm. He put me flat on my back. He let me hit the bottom. Mm. And then he told me, he said, now it's time for you to get up, rise. And go to the very people you persecuted, that you mocked, that you scoffed. Go to them for help. And once they help you and you get your back your sight, open your ears for my voice. And I'll, I'll tell, tell you, you what you must what do. You must do. Mm-hmm. Force was always doing things, but he wasn't even doing things he felt he must do. <laughs> he was just doing whatever came to him. Yep. Like most of y'all. No conviction. There ain't not one person y'all had a relationship that you felt like you must have a relationship with them. They just happened to be around and stuck around longer than most. Because one thing guys understand is that the early bird don't catch the worm. It's the consistent worm. <laughs> and slow and steady wins the race. Because it's a matter of convenience to people. Mm-hmm. It's what's right near them. See, heaven is inconvenient. It's not right near us. It's not something I can reach out and grab. Yeah. That's why we have workplace relationships. We want to feel good, but we also don't want to expend a lot of energy no. within the pursuit of this happiness. <laughs> so true. You should always be leery of relationships like that. You just should, cause just, you just, well, you're just convenient. Like you see, we see each other every day. Of course, like that's nothing. where the texting thing is weird. 
Because if I text you every single day, if I engage with you every single day, I'm getting a sense of connection that is fake because guess what? That person expends no energy. No. Some fingers tap type. He don't even lose (laughs) calories in order to gain you. (laughs) Or money. He don't lose calories, money, time to gain you. Jesus. It takes a matter of seconds, a matter of half of a calorie, and a matter of no money to say what you doing. To listen to you rattle on and on on text takes nothing to patronize. Yeah. Why am I saying this? <laughs> because Jesus went out of his way for us. He did. <laughs> In a long-distance relationship, he went out of his way. Wow. How many people willing to die for you just to get you? Mm. I never get to touch you, but I'm willing to die for you. Wow. To get you. And I only want the part of you that I can have forever. That's why I I give my all for Christ because he gave, he went out of his way for me. Amen. He expect me to go out of my way for him. I say that one more time because that's a double entendre. (laughs) We can't just pass over double entendres. (laughs) Jesus went out of his way for me and he expects me to get out of my way and go out of my way for him. Felt good. Feels good. (laughs) See, the prize of everlasting life is the reason God gave his son in the first place. It's also the reason Jesus has been seeking us out since the days he walked upon the earth himself. Paul was changed on the road to Damascus, but he wasn't made perfect. The change wasn't complete yet. See, in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 52 says, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we all, we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. See, Paul understood after having that moment in Damascus where Jesus changed his name from Saul To Paul, Paul. he changed his profession from persecutor of Christians to a Christian. He changed his way of looking at life totally. Mm -hmm. Paul still realized, oh, I'm not fully changed yet. Mm. Some of y'all so proud y'all not sitting no more. Some of you so proud you ain't drinking no more. So proud you ain't cussing. Transformation is complete. (laughs) No, you don't understand. You still downloading. (laughs) That's why he said, he said, we're supposed to be a living sacrifice to Christ, Mm -hmm. which is our reasonable service. service. What is he telling you? He said, that's just a prerequisite (laughs) to the change. Wow. Sure, reasonable service. (laughs) We be running around like we just, like we did something amazing. I I ain't slept with nobody in a year. That's your reasonable service. You should look, when you get excited about that, you should look to your vagina and say, sweetie, that was your reasonable service. 
Fellas, you should look at your penis and you should say, that was your reasonable service. Thank you for not creating another illegitimate child. <laughs> Thank you for not spreading any more STDs. Thank you for not destroying and breaking another woman's heart. Your reasonable service. That's your reasonable service. You happy that you ain't out here messing up people. But it was your reasonable service. You don't get no badge of honor. You for that. get nothing for that. As as Drake so eloquently said, ain't no trophies for that. No trophies. I'm sorry. You get none. Because it's your reasonable service. It is the prerequisite to the change. But the full change, the one that he says is the good work that he began in us, but he finishes in the day of Jesus Christ, is when we are changed from this corruptible body to this incorruptible thing that people can't even recognize, mm -hmm. that you won't even recognize. When this body is shed and passed away, when you receive the resurrection of the dead. And he says, you won't even get there. You're not even there yet because you're not running to get it. Some of y'all got just a little bit and you slowed up your run. Mm. Just a little bit. Some of you got just a, just a, a little bit of a sound mind and you slowed up. Oh, this is good. This is what I was looking for. Some of you got the taste of liquor right out your mouth and you like, um, oh, this is it. I'm right here. Don't slow up because there's something greater. Amen. He said, if you think that's awesome. Paul, if you think it's amazing that I changed your life on earth, watch what I do with your life in heaven. Amen. Antoinette, if you thought it was amazing that he changed your life on earth, imagine and believe what he's going to do in heaven if you run towards it and claim your prize. Yeah. And I think another part of it, too, is not aiming for heaven to because I feel like a lot of people, you know, you've lost people and in your life and stuff like that. So you want to go to heaven to, you know, reunite. And all. I know I'm doing a digression. No, no, here, no, no, no. But I see where I, you're going. And keep I'm on. going there because, um, you know, that's important. And we know that that's not the exact goal we're we're going there you know to be with God and uh the scripture that talks about having a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us these are you know even people who have lost people these are people who you know are witnessing you they want they they're they want to see you get there so and they are the example of how to get there that great cloud of witnesses he was telling them he said remember them mm-hmm this ain't like Wakanda. You ain't you know you don't take no purple herb and then all of a sudden you get to see all your family walk around like panthers. Yeah. He said there's a great cloud of witnesses, people who've gone before us, who have tasted heaven and are cheering you on mm -hmm. and encouraging you to stay the course. Yeah. So that you might not see them again, but that you might see God. Yes. He just put it better than I do, but yeah, that's what I meant. You said it. <laughs> I'm just talking with you. I don't you. know why I couldn't. I'm just out. talking with you. You said it. See, how did Paul choose to chase after heaven? 
That matters. Mm-hmm. It's one thing for me to tell you, like, we we supposed to be running towards heaven. That should be our focus. But how he did it is important. Because that's why we study the greats. Mm-hmm. As you just talked about, the great cloud of witnesses. See, you got to know the greats. People expect you to know the greats in your field because they think that in order for you to be great, you should be studying them. Mm-hmm. You can't play basketball and not know who Michael Jordan is. Just like people don't believe in a person who raps and don't know who Biggie is. Mm-hmm. You can't rap and don't know who Tupac is. How can you be a businessman and not know who Steve Jobs is? You don't honor the greats. Mm-hmm. We honor the greats. We want to see how they did it. We Paul is a great man of faith. One who we know finished the race. Fought the good fight. I want to know how he did it. He said, I did it like this. I forgot what was behind me. And I reached forth to what was before me. See, we have to forget everything about the way we approach living to focus on the way that was set before before us. The same way Paul forgot everything he knew about serving God. See, he had a certain perception. He was a devout Jew. And he says in Philippians chapter three, verse five, he says, I was circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. I was a Hebrew of all Hebrews. As to the law, I was a Pharisee. As to zeal, you want to question my zeal? Persecuted. He's, I was a persecutor at church. I wasn't, I ain't just talk about it. I was about it. I was about it. I ain't just boo Christians. He said, no, I got heads up off. and I cut some heads off. He said, as to righteousness under the law, I was blameless. I never missed a spot. I never didn't dot an I. I never didn't cross a T. He said, but whatever I gained, whatever I thought I had, mm. I counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what he means when he says, press towards the mark of the high calling. That's what he means. When he says, forget what's behind and go forward to what's ahead. Yeah, we act like it's painful to count stuff a loss. Like, it's almost like it's like we wasted all the time. It's like, yeah, you did, but it's okay. It's counted he, a loss. Yeah. Take your L. Yep. Because what he got makes up for all of that time. That's what I want. I, that's, thank you. I want to make sure I let people know that. If you in there, you taking notes and you like, I need to know what the bottom line is. Take your L's. Stop trying to make lemonade out of lemons. Mm -hmm. Understand if God wanted you to have lemonade, he gave you lemonade. Mm -hmm. A lot of times in life, we like to take on projects. Mm -hmm. We like to take on things and make, try to make them better. Sometimes you got to count your losses. Mm -hmm. Everything about our reputations, everything that we've amassed in understanding. Some people can't even receive Christ because they're not willing to let go of what they worked so hard to gain in knowledge. Mm. So true. That's very true. Well, that's not what I studied. Forget what you studied. (laughs) Forget it. 
can't love because I never had a daddy to show me. Forget your daddy. Yeah. Or even being able to accept that you got it wrong. Like how we were talking about where it's different phases to this. Like sometimes you're going to do stuff that's that's not right. You're going to realize certain things about you are fake. You know, it's okay. Like it's a part of growth. That's my concern right now with people is that you say you're a Christian, but you do not have the confidence of Christ because you are constantly connected to what's behind you. Mm-hmm. The reason people say they can't do stuff is because they're thinking about what they've done. That's true. They're never thinking about the possibilities Mm -hmm. of Christ, what is set before them. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about that. I believe I can do anything because of what's been set before me. Mm -hmm. If it's been set on my heart to make an album, I believe I can do it. I don't believe any of what I knew from the past of who I am because that's not what's set before me. Mm-hmm. That's what's behind me. See, we can't say we walk in the light of Christ if we dance in the shadow of ourselves. Jeez. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some butt. That's your new catchphrase. (laughs) The reality is lost on people because we have forgotten the way of living according to the world. But we should ask ourselves, have we really started to live for the sake of Christ? See, Paul was considered a devout and blameless Pharisee. But when Christ came and got him and showed him he was hurting, not helping the cause of Christ, the sake of Christ, Paul forgot his holy ways for new holy ways. Mm -hmm. And he honored Christ. Church and the things we've learned along the way haven't always advanced the cause of Christ. Mm -mm. Our lives haven't advanced the cause of Christ. Our choices in our marriages haven't advanced the cause of Christ. If we're honest with ourselves. If we're honest. Which we don't really like to be. We need to be. We need to be. Look through your phone. Have the conversations you've had, text or phone otherwise, haven't advanced the cause of Christ. How can you say you love somebody and to a point you want to be intimate with them and you haven't advanced the cause of Christ that they might be intimate with him? Mm. How can you want to be in someone or enter in them but haven't done anything to advance the cause of Christ that he might enter in? We don't know how to make love. But if you really want to make love, making love is a threesome. And God gets to go first. Amen. It's the the intensity in which we do this Mm -hmm. that births love. I watch my mother make love to my father because she counted everything they had before as a loss. That he might be won by Christ. Amen. How can you be one in marriage if you haven't allowed your spouse to be won by Christ? Mm. <laughs> you know it's a marriage counseling type message. <clears throat> I'm, I'm everywhere because guess what? Chasing heaven should be seen in everything we do. It should be. 
but that goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's about where you're headed. When that's where you're headed, everything looks like like it looks like when you go to Disneyland. The trip there, everything looks like Disneyland. Like the the palm trees, all that. Like our our road there should should look like that. Should reflect the destination. How bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. See, some of us we can't never be good at things because we only want them to be a certain way. I was watching a video and this African woman was running a marathon and she was no less than 25 feet from the finish line, but her body was breaking down and she just, it it was to the point where her mind saw the finish line, but her body wouldn't allow her. Mm. And before long, she was on the ground, but she got back up and fought her way to that finish line. That showed me what she wanted. See, people get so caught up in the fall down. Mm -hmm. But if I knew that heaven was on your mind and that really was your intention and that's what you wanted, that even in the fall down, I would see that intention. That's true. That's the problem. Where we see y'all fall at, you wasn't no close to the finish line. Mm -hmm. You wasn't even in that direction. Well, when you think of that scripture, set your mind on the things that are above. Like when your mind is set on that, like you can, you can. It goes beyond falls. It you, goes beyond beyond all. You of that understand stuff. that falls don't even matter no more. Mm-mm. It's somebody crying right now because they committed in themselves to not drink no more, but found themselves drinking. Mm-hmm. The reason you can't complete that task is because you've set your destination to just be out of the bottle. Instead of to being in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the poisonous part of this church stuff. We just teach people how to get out of sin. Yep. How but to the cope. means in which they do it will never truly free them from it. Yeah. We we train people to cope, to cope with life, to cope with um all of these things, but not to reset. Their focus. Yeah. To finish out the scripture you started, Hebrews 12 and 1, he said, we are laid about with a great cloud of witnesses. That means they're cheering us on to lay aside every weight and sin that doth so easily beset us. Now I understand the place of sin. My goal is not to live sinless for no reason other than to be sinless. My goal is to be sinless because it hinders me from running in a way that wins the prize. He said, forgetting what's behind me and reaching forth to what's before me. When I'm laden with sin and weights that easily beset me, it's hard for me to reach out. See, we got examples. We do. Another example is the woman with an issue of blood. She had issues in her body, but they didn't prevent her from reaching out. She laid them aside. She stopped focusing on them mm-hmm. and started focusing on Christ. When she was focusing on the issue, she went to go find doctors. doctors. Yep. When she was focusing on being healed, She focused on Christ. Mm -hmm. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. 
See, the sin and weights in all of us may be different, but they all prevent us from running in a way that gets us the prize. They prevent us from reaching forth. They forget. You got to forget. Forgetting is one thing, but reaching forth to what's ahead is a whole nother thing. Paul immediately asked Jesus, what would you have me to do? We often want Christ to save us from our past, but we never ask him to give us a future. We reserve our dreams, our aspirations. We reserve our futures for our dreams, our aspirations, and our plans. But to run this race right, you have to have your eyes on the prize. We haven't always been there. No. We haven't always sought God for a future. No. A lot of times all we were doing was trying to find salvation from our past. Mm-hmm. And he gave us that salvation freely. <laughs> he said, here you go. I'll save you from your past. As Paul said, from your former ignorances. I'll save you from it. But I want to set for you a future. We haven't gotten there yet. We still are struggling to get there. We're still missing that point. Mm -hmm. Heaven has to be the goal, has to be the agenda. When I studied this, it it shifted me. It shifted me. And now I'm so perplexed now. I got sermons out the bando. Mm -hmm. I got more things to talk about than beat the bands because now I see the level in which God is looking for his believers to be. Mm. And if I'm not helping them get to that place, that level of intensity, that level of passion, then something has to give. But I'm not. I'm not. It's funny because you're struggling with uh, doing a, a juice only detox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's Where it going we, so far? It's, it? it's good. I'm on day four. Um, I think I cheated Saturday. <laughs> we went to the movies and he offered me popcorn, guys. So, oh Lord Jesus, yeah, I cheated a little bit, but yeah, it's 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 tough though. You gotta you gotta keep building your strength up. Yeah, you feel weak, but you're not really weak because you're getting the nutrients you need. It's just yeah. it's a mental thing. Thank you. You just said what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. It's a mental thing. You have everything you need to sustain you. Mm-hmm. But we don't realize that because it's not the way we're used to sustaining ourselves. And everybody thinks you're crazy <laughs> for doing Girl, you're going to make yourself sick. Mm-hmm. Girl, you're going to kill yourself. That's how they look at Christians who sell out to God. Wow. So it's going to only be God. So for the next... However many days you just gonna do God? Girl, I don't even know if you can survive like that. See, even Jesus understood. He said, man can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. This was a good lesson for me. Episode 58. What are we gonna call this? Keeping your eyes on the Let's call it You Have to Claim Your Prize. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Episode 58, I'm Forrest Hall. That's my Allen. Where Real Church Matters. 
God bless.